0: you are hearing an echoey sound, it's because we are in a new space, a new frontier. A new, a new
1: frontier, I like this.
0: A Renee Stubbs has finally been wrangled into
1: an office. A regular job from Monday to Friday. <laughs> For the first time in my life, Caitlin, I'm gonna know what, I do know now what TGIF means. Yes. Because seriously, I didn't even know what TGIF means. Oh, oh! thank God it's Friday. You thought it was like a, only a restaurant. I thought it was just like where you went on Fridays and had dinner. You know? It was just <laughs> what like, is What's the big a deal?
0: Weekend?
1: Is that- what is the weekend? Well, I mean, think about it for me as a professional tennis player. I wanted to work on the weekend because that meant I was in the semis or finals of a tournament. So I was like, yeah, let's bring it on, right? And then of course, as a coach, you want to be working on the weekend because your players in the semis or finals. And as a television analyst, of course, I want to be working the weekends because that means I'm working the big matches. So now I'm like, I ain't working the weekends. For the rest of the year, you're going to be a
0: regular Norma Ray. You're going to be like, not one minute more. I'm paying me overtime. Yeah. So uh, we've danced around this a little bit. Yeah. It is incredibly exciting for me to see you, my dear friend, who has been heretofore untamable, bringing your talents to a regular daily live sports program that is going to debut in a few hours' time here on Amazon Prime. This is Amazon's new sports network and you have a daily show. I do. What can you say about it?
1: Yeah, it's called The Power Hour. Uh, I did not name the show, um, uh, but it is hosted by me. (laughs) And... uh, uh, I don't know. I'm getting used to the power out. I mean, come on. I mean. I kind
0: of like it. It's, it's, it's you're you are know. just going to do your power poses yeah, before you start. Yeah. And...
1: Throw up and bicep curl and, yeah. you know, something. But just, no. Just do
0: some chin-ups. No, seriously. Intimidate it's, your guests.
1: It's from five to six every every weekday on Prime Video. So people are like, how do you find it? I'm like, do you have Prime Video on your phone or on your TV at home? Um, and if you have either of those uh, little babies, and most people have Prime, um, you just push on there and five to six every day, you'll see my little Chucklehead, um, on there talking. We're really going to be tennis centric. We're going to be women's sports centric, and we're going to, you know, pick and dive into some, you know, funny stories or sports stories around the globe, or you know, that happening in the United States as well. And and you'll just get a bit of a spin. We're doing a little section called Inside the Mind of, because me as a former tennis player and coach, and I kind of, you know, could. It's easy for me to dive into the mind of some of these athletes, or you know, organizations, or coaches, or whatever, and sort of give my spin on it. Um, and you know, we finish it off with our favorite word of the day, which is ding dong. We, uh, we finish off with ding dong of the day who basically had the biggest screw up of the day or they effed up something on a field or in a game or in a tennis court or something. And then I get to name them ding dong of the day. So that's my, that's how we end the show. Perfect. Um, perfect for me. Um, There's a lot of ding dong. There's a lot of ding dongs. There's a five, there are going to be five ding dongs every week. Um, Let's just hope you're not one of them.
0: Well, I hopefully I already got my Well, ding you could dong. have
1: been. You could have been my first ding dong of the aye, day aye. because Caitlin, ladies and gentlemen, has the biggest whopper of a bump on her nose and head because she <laughs> walked into a pole yesterday. Yep. You Post were watching. What, why did you walk into a well, pole? Well, I was
0: talking with Peter, her son. son. We were walking by some pickleball courts and I was trying to film them. <laughs> Because I was so annoyed that this entire blacktop in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, an entire blacktop. Which could be tennis courts. Adjacent to a bustling tennis facility. I played there yesterday. I actually played there today. Seven courts indoors. They've bubbled it. The next available court at that facility at McCarran Park. Is, is next year. Basically next year. <laughs> it's in three weeks. Uh, the pickleball courts that these people were so insistent, this fastest growing sport, quote on Nobody on them. Zero people on, on them. On a
1: Sunday, Sunday where the the weather was beautiful.
0: And you're like, okay, cool. This, again, is the most pretend shit ever. It's crypto finance. Now that crypto. Crypto's in the tank. Let's see how yeah. long their PR campaign lasts. FTX'd it. For, exactly. Let's it see got ftx Let's see if Pickleball gets FTX'd. Um, so while I'm doing this and just generally sowing a, a malevolent spirit, I think some instant karma came back and bought me in the friggin' head because the pulse... In the out, face, not in the head. face. I walked up and I just saw my son's face and he just like cowled in horror. And I put my hand on my head to see if I was bleeding and I got a piece of scalp with like a hair still on it, and I was like, "Jesus
1: Christ!" You were really pissed about the pickleball. I was
0: like, "Man, what could make me not pay attention to where I was putting one foot in front of the other?" I guess my anger towards empty
1: pickleball courts. So
0: maybe it'll just be a lesson to me to try to keep it positive.
1: Stop glowing with the end of, of with joy of seeing nobody on a pickleball court, and yes. with the tennis courts not being available for three friggin' weeks in so, Brooklyn. So you tell me what's the more popular sport? Give me a break. Give me a break.
0: So I do have. Well, I have to address something controversial, though, about
1: your new show. Oh,
0: I'm very excited for you. Okay. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And please, every one of us, every one of the you that love this little podcast that we've done for a number of years now, um, please um, yeah, tune, tune in, in because you'll get my same personality. It'd just be a few less swear words.
0: What about the Caitlin fans? Where they? Well, today? Caitlin's
1: fans. You know, you can still just tune in here. <laughs> No, we're going to have you on on Wednesday.
0: My fan is going You're to be You're going to really be a guest of the
1: show, which is basically we're going to pull you in at all times.
0: Guest of the show. So I do have some controversial uh, – I I, you need to be confronted about something, which is well. I, when I was running Racket's account, uh, used to say approved, not approved – Approved, not approved. Yeah. And you might have noticed our good friend... Craig
1: Shapiro has stolen it.
0: And I don't mind. It's fine. It's better in his hands. Yeah. But I just want to say, you know... It
1: was originally from you.
0: Right. Now, similarly, Liz Cully, our very good friend, who just launched a great show... Called. That you and I were just on... Cool, cool, cool. Called
1: Cool, Cool, Cool. cool it's a podcast.
0: ...claims that she invented Ding Dong. What? I mean,
1: that's I've what said she said. I've said Ding Dong since I was like 10.
0: I do remember you calling me Ding Dong I've called years. you
1: Ding Dong way... Liz Kelly, if you're listening, way before I even met you, ding okay. dong. All right, well, okay. we'll just
0: leave that there then. Yeah. Now we've addressed to something controversial. Yeah. We can move on to something else controversial, yeah. which is Yelena Yelena Ostapenko posting a picture from her favorite sponsor's location, Riga Nails. Yes, Riga, Latvia's most buzzing,
1: prolific nails nail center. salon
0: in dreadlocks.
1: Oh my God! Like, listen, just just an FYI out
0: there, people. Just don't do it. You can't in dreadlocks as a white lady no especially not a latvian one diana Rys- <laughs> can- did blackface a couple years ago listen eastern europeans i know you guys are pumped about getting involved just pick your spots and no no no, no cultural appropriation please
1: no please no please you definitely do not wear dreads if you're a white ladies
0: okay so we have got the wta finals yep Concluded. We do. We have got the beginning of the ATP finals underway. Yep. And we've got in between those two things the Billie Jean King Cup finals. Shout out to your Aussies, Aussies. Yep. for making a final. incredibly spirited run. Great performances from Sam Stoser. Yep. To get them into the final. From Isla Tomlanovich, who came back from a deficit two matches prior to get them into the semis yep and Storm fucking Sanders really being the I think MVP MVP of the team
1: right of the Australian team for sure Stormy Sanders went undefeated until the final great effort um where she actually lost a heartbreaking three set match um to Jill Teichman but just before the final um yeah I want to go back to the semis um I'm so proud of Sam Stosa. Like I know everyone's going to be like, Oh, here we go. You know, I love fest on Sam. Yeah, it is going to be because look, she hadn't played a match since the, since the U S open went home and, uh, was called up to the team and said, sure. Okay. I'll go. You know, one of the most prol- pro- prolific Australian players in, in, uh, Billie Jean King cup history. And so she went and wasn't sure if she was going to play a match. Cause you know, she hadn't really done that well over the last couple of months. And then, um, they lost the first doubles match with Ellen Perez, a little tough on Ellen. She'd just arrived from the WTA finals as an alternate, so she's going to Europe, and it was tough for her. She didn't play a great first match, even though it, it didn't count. And so instead of playing Ellen and Storm again in doubles, and they played a bunch of times um, prior, in the years prior, so they were a pretty established doubles team. They they threw Sam in in the second match, uh, second tie, which didn't count the doubles, but it could have, because they needed to win every You know every rubber in the ties to potentially move forward and they won that doubles match and then um and then they came down to the deciding doubles match to get into the semi-final and um just an awesome effort from Sam against uh the Brits she you know she had a couple of tough moments in the match double folded a couple of times and you could tell she'd get a little bit tired on one or two shots but then when when push came to shove Storm was great. Storm has been great all week. Sam was just so clutch. I mean, she had an amazing return on match point. She she hit two great serves to give them match points. So I was just so proud of Sam, the way she handled herself. Won both her doubles matches and, you know, it might be the last time she ever plays for Australia. And so I'm glad that she had that, um, that, that moment um, that's going to just, you know, stay with her for a long time. But yeah, amazing effort from Storm. As I said, lost an unbelievably tough match against Jill Teichman. It was 2 all in the third. She had the easiest of overheads literally on top of the net, bounced it and then hit it in the net to go up 3-2. And that point for me changed the whole complexion of the final because... She ended up losing her serve about five minutes later and then that was the only break in the third set. And so sadly, because I, I felt Tykeman was getting very tight. She lost yeah. the second set and Storm was getting on a roll and having not lost a match all week. You know, her confidence is sky high. And so sadly, Taikman was able to pull that one out. And then Bencic, uh, MVP for the Swiss, she was just unbeatable Ben-Cic all week. Bencic
0: really comes alive. She loves playing, playing indoors for- too. Her game is really well suited for indoors. She takes everything on the rise. She's first strike tennis. But also, you put a Swiss flag on that girl's back.
1: She really gets it done. Yeah, I mean, the last two years, she's really solidified herself as a Swiss, you know, shiro because... She wins a gold medal at the Olympics in singles. Cool. She wins the their the first
0: ever gold first, medal in
1: Olympics. You'd think
0: Roger Federer singles, would have one in singles. He has one in doubles, but not singles. Not in
1: singles. And Linda then, Bencic
0: has one for for last year in Tokyo. Yeah. And This this year, really crucial effort to get the BJK Cup and their attendant blue blazers on yeah. the backs of that Swiss team. So Yeah. Hand, yeah. Head, hands uh, hands to them. Well done. What are your thoughts about the ATP final underway? We'll get to the WTA finals later the being indoors the Milan the fast courts we had a really good last stretch of the season from Felix Oje Eliasim my my fellow Montrealer yeah, he's, well he's played. really had a great fall which makes yeah. me super happy because he kind of underperformed in finals now it seems like he's corrected the course he's really really excelled he lost a really close one the other day to Casper Rude my my favorite oatmeal stallion um <laughs> It feels like uh, you know. I think. I think
1: you know. You can't underestimate how tough it is to go in as one of the favourites, and he went in as one of the favourites. In his first ever time at the ATP Finals, that's Good very point. hard to do. Good point. It's a very different feeling, and people are like, "What do you mean it's different? Isn't it like a regular tournament?" No, not really. You've got all these different obligations that week. You're you feel special. You're in all these photo shoots. You're in that top eight of the world. Just, it just it's a different feeling. It's a round robin situation. So if you lose, you're still in it. It's like a little weird. If you win, you're not guaranteed getting through the semi. It so. feels like
0: maybe it's like the Super Bowl, where like you're not at home, you're mm. in a neutral place, and it's so sponsored, and it's so many lights and eyes It's on a different your, feeling, yeah. It feels like a different stage. Is that accurate, having yeah, been to many of these Yeah, things? I
1: mean, I remember my first time, and it was just like, whoa, this is, like, special and different. Yeah. And so you kind of take a little bit of getting used to it. You know, so Caspar Ruud took advantage of that, I think, and Felix just wasn't really prepared. And then Taylor Fritz came out and played incredibly good tennis. But I just... You know, if there was ever gonna be a time that Rafa was gonna go down in the in a first match, that was it. Taylor I mean, Fritz
0: yeah, got him got It's just him.
1: a perfect game to beat Rafa on that surface. Rafa's ball doesn't jump out of Taylor's hitting zone ever. And even when if he hits a really heavy forehand, on this particular surface it's not jumping up high and that goes straight into the hitting zone of someone like Taylor Fritz. Yeah. And Taylor's forehand on an indoor court, fast court there is no chance Rafa has, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't really have a chance to beat him on that surface unless Rafa plays the match of his life. And Taylor, having it been his first time at the ATB finals, I think he went in with a different motive, motivation because mm-hmm. he was kind of lucky to get in because Alcaraz pulled out right. with the injury. With the so Taylor event, got in right. as a, essentially as an alternate. And then the flip side is that FAA goes in as one of the favourites, right? So you've got a favourite going in. Doesn't win his first match. And then you've got someone like Alcaraz. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Taylor, who gets in kind of like, well, this is a little cherry on top. And I know I can beat this guy on this particular court. And he did. He played yeah. great. Taylor's actually going to be, I think Taylor's going to be tough to beat I do in too. this tournament. I, I actually, think he, he has a perfect game.
0: It's also really interesting to see who peaks and who gets sort of their game face on for these kind of things you know like some players i think especially if it's their first time or maybe like rafa if it's your like 110 billionth billionth time like you you know your emotions can <laughs> Look, kind of rafa's be all over the place rafa's never
1: played well it's a one tournament he's, he's never, never won he's never
0: done well like, at the ATP finals well, he you know?
1: should be like listen motherfuckers this year just one time one, last time. Yeah. one time can you give me an outdoor <laughs> end of year finals not uh, even clay outdoor finals on clay forget about well, it well forget about it he wins that like he would have won like 28 but yeah. Honestly, like, it, I feel bad for him that they haven't played one end-a-year ATP finals outside. Yeah, right. For that guy.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Because
1: indoors yeah. is a completely different bear for No, him. he's
0: just a... Uh... His
1: ball just doesn't jump off the court enough. No. He's, Serve doesn't do enough on with and the And that's healthy, just, in a
0: in a good physical
1: condition. I mean,
0: I think yeah. looking at yeah, the last like, couple of weeks, you're like, oh, I'd okay, pass. Grandpa, let's get you to bed. I mean, respectfully, because the guy's still in his like mid thirties. Grandpa, but...
1: let's just take a vacay and get yeah. ready to like crush everybody yeah, in five yeah, sets yeah. at just, the Australian just, Open when it's hundred degrees. Yeah,
0: take 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 a take a punt on the rest of the season. Yeah. Shut it down. Get you know. Although
1: I'm happy that he sounds passionate still about playing. He did mention that he might not play once he had kids. Yeah. So he hasn't said that although this might be this might be a little jarring for him you know losing this, yeah. that's a third loss in a row that in he's the, had and i don't think he's had that in his career no i don't think so either so you know it starts well, to be a bit jarring
0: you said something that i want to kind of use not that we don't have more to say maybe about the acp finals but the passion for the game
1: shout but, out to rublev who won an unbelievable match today against medvedev that way. Fuck, is amazing that was a great tennis match
0: i was talking to friend of the pod a uh, friend of racket Dev Hines, who's a musician who I ran into a couple hours ago at the courts, and he's a most incredibly passionate tennis yeah. player. And he was talking about Shout out watching to Dev Rublev play Medvedev and how you can tell sometimes when players come up together, especially like from the same country and they're in the same age cohort, they just have like some kind of like, you know, mental block yeah. against each other. I don't think Rublev has won very many matches. Against no, Red he hasn't. Medvedev. I think he was
1: two and six. Yeah, I mean. like
0: it's a pretty lopsided head to head. And, you know, Rublev's got a fantastic game, but sometimes it's just more about the personalities and the matchups. And
1: he almost didn't win too. I think he he was something like 14 set points and like five match points. So in other words, all the set points he had in the first and the second and the the third to win the match in the end, it finally took him like on the 15th set point and fifth match point to finally win. But it was such an incredible last few points. I mean, they were having, I think the last rally was 37. Yeah. Shots. A monster rally. It was a an joke. And, it, and early in, the, I think the first point of tiebreak was 38 shots. So, I mean, it was just outrageous. Yeah, 37-ball rally to win the match.
0: What has happened to Medvedev this year? I mean, he's in the final, so obviously he's had a good enough season to qualify for the
1: most, you know, sort of prestigious in terms of ranking and yeah, consistency. Hard to say. But he just kind of hasn't had Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I think he, you know, had a bit of – finally had to deal with pressure, yeah. you know, being world number one. Right. And, Being a favourite is not easy to deal with, which is why the Novaks, Ruffers and Rogers of the world and Serenas have garnered so much respect over the years. Yes, because they win a lot and you can't help but respect that. But it's not about that. From the players' perspective, it's about, oh, my God, I can't believe he won, you know, another French Open or another Wimbledon or another, you know, Australian Open. It's every time they walk on the court they're supposed to win so every player knows in. what that pressure feels like right. because at some point you are a favorite yep. and it could be you know you're 50 in the world playing against someone 200 in the or world the, you're, you're supposed to win the
0: number one seed in a little tournament whatever but it is whatever it is it's expectation. every
1: player knows what it's like to f- to have pressure on them yep. and, and expectation to win yep. so every player goes my god they deal with that every time they play yeah, it's, it's unreal it's, so yeah. kudos to anyone who can dominate the sport because it's really really yeah. hard to do getting
0: there is incredibly difficult staying there yeah
1: maybe even i more mean so. my small little sliver of like you know i wouldn't say dominance but yeah, gee there was a couple of years where lisa and i really didn't lose a lot of matches and i can tell you it was the most miserable year of my life it was, <laughs> seriously it was our yeah. most successful year we won two slams we won the wta finals we won like seven or eight tournaments outside of that and that was probably the most miserable i was because yeah. there was so much pressure on us to win every match and so I know what it feels like in the sm- smallest of ways what it's, what it's like to That's... have the pressure on you. And I don't know how these guys do it day in and day yeah. out. And I have so much respect for them.
0: Well, I kind of want to end because I need to let you go and get prepped for your show. But yep. I kind of want to end on this notion, especially <laughs> as the year winds down. We'll probably have another episode, maybe two. Um, oh, yeah, before for the end sure. of the year. But, yep. but, you know, one of the things that you just said about passion and you know, when we were talking at dinner last night about, um, you know, Serena probably being retired.
1: No, it, it probably f- is.
0: Well, sure. But my point is, like, the fact that there's even a question mark probably has to do with a little bit of a, you know. She just part- got
1: her pictures, her paintings in the National Portrait Gallery. Shout by the way. out
0: to the National Portrait Gallery. But I think, like, you know, she has credibly been a threat for so long. She's credibly been. Um, you know, somebody who you just absolutely can't count out even now, although yeah, you're probably right um, because of the passion. Same thing with Rafa, like Rafa has nothing to have to prove, but I, and I, so I want to contrast that with some, which is why
1: Ash Barty stopped playing. Right. The passion wasn't there anymore. Naomi Osaka. I'm doubting the passion has ever been there. Yeah. Um, I think she had a lot of, you know, push from her father um, to play. I think it's probably one of the reasons why she dropped that comment about, you know, so I wish I had parents that you know could, you know, might financially support me. Blah blah blah. Whatever it was, I can't remember verbatim. But yeah, um, I think that she's lacking that passion to get out on the court anymore, and I'm worried. I really, really worry that she's going to play again, and I hope that's not the case because, you know, you can make a lot of money, and she's made enough money to to not, never work a day in her life ever again. But yeah. you become very irrelevant if you're not doing the sport that you're doing.
0: Well, I think, I I think at some point, which is fine if. The the thing about her, and I've said this before, like, you know, everybody wants to see a happy, healthy player. Absolutely. Or if you're not going to be a happy, healthy player like Ash Barty, go play some golf tournaments and, you know. Be have, happy. Have some brews in the stands watching other sports. That's cool. It's great. It seems like Ash Barty is somebody yeah. who has yeah.
1: learned how to yeah. take
0: care of her she own. She didn't have
1: passion for tennis. She has passion for other things. So, therefore, great. she's left tennis. Right.
0: I think that's great and yeah. fine and i think that's a good way to optimize i worry with naomi she has so many obligations and so many brand stories that she's trying to tell even in an era where she's I, lost like,
1: every identity
0: it's more like okay you're selling me all these products all the time and you're not and it's based on how well you've played tennis yeah and now you don't really play tennis yeah. and it seems like if you have to you're like really upset about it which yeah. again there's mental health stuff going on she's talked about it like you know, I'm not trying to pile on. It's just more like, it, just peace out. Like, cut your ties. Like, maybe yep. set aside some of the additional tens, I not. tens of millions of dollars. Go away, chill out, get a different perspective. And if you find your way back to it well, she as a healthier, of- happier person, great. But she, but she if kind of is don't.
1: right now. She hasn't played. But she's, she's the US Open. St-
0: but she's still selling me all these. Products all the time. You want her to go
1: away completely.
0: I want her to not look so miserable. And I think whatever that takes, even if it's setting aside a few bucks here or there, somebody's got to do it. And maybe she can't do it for herself. I'm just saying, she she never has to work another day in her life. So I don't want to see her smiling when she's trying to sell me something yeah, and, then, yeah. and then looking like she wants to walk into traffic when she plays tennis. Yeah. That's what I don't want. I, I don't want it for her, but I also I don't want you. it for me. It's not a good experience for anybody. Nobody wants to walk... You remember going to tournaments, I certainly do when I was a kid, like seeing the player who really didn't want to be there, regardless yeah. of how talented they were. And you're just kind of like... I've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of them.
1: Yeah, And as I got better there, and better,
0: I saw it a lot more and I just... It always
1: made me sad. Like Parents, you, make sure your kid's happy doing the sport that they love. Yeah. And and make if, sure... no. Doing the sport that you love, make sure they love it as well. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's really right. important. That's right. Um, let's finish on great effort from Iga uh, Shirontek through the whole year. Didn't win the WTA finals, but damn, she gave it her best. And Caroline Garcia, Carol, is it? Were they, Caroline. Caroline, Caroline, now? Yeah. Allez, um, Caroline. Unbelievable effort from her, just bon unbeatable travail. indoors, yeah. played unbelievable tennis. The Incredible. final was pretty
0: fun. The final between It was your you know, your favorite. I love Arena cuz I just love the meatheads. <clears throat> yeah. She's swinging for the fences. You got Caroline stepping in 10 feet, taking the ball on the rise. Oh god, it's
1: like she's sabering like every point. Yeah, it was great. She's sabering but with a swing.
0: She's sabering with a swing. You got Arena swinging for the fences yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know. It'd be
1: interesting to see um, listen, Iga's going to be the favorite for the Australian Open for sure. But she's sure. never won the tournament. She lost badly in the semis last year to Danielle, Danimal, the Animal Collins. Nice. Um, so we'll see how she handles it. The pressure will be different down there this year. It'll be a lot more on her shoulders as the dominant, very dominant, um, female player this year. Yeah um so we'll see how it goes but we're looking forward to it um i'm looking forward to my day here my yeah. first day on the job here at prime video sports Everybody talk please tune into in. power hour 5 p.m to 6 p.m every day 5 um, to 6 eastern if eastern. you're listening to us in different time zones yeah. set your alarms it's worth it yeah eastern american time just you so might, uh... my mom understands because she seems to call me at 3 a.m still Perfect. to this day even though i've lived in this country for half my life shout out to renee's mom margaret um Look at the phone. It it tells you what time you can call me. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us today, Caitlin. Uh, Thanks for coming into the office, my friend. Nice to see you. Let's get um, it going.
0: The desk job. Uh, Until soon. Bye.